Thank you for tuning in to Dorm Room Discussions. This is the podcast for college kids by college kids. I'm Thad. And I'm Riley. You can find us not only on the Anchor app, you can find us on pretty much every other podcast app except for Apple. I don't know what Apple's problem is, but they won't let us on yet, and I'm very ticked. <laughs> but uh, today, as this car slowly drives by, um, today, A, we're not going to try to sweat our butts off anymore. It's pretty nice out at the moment. The sun's just going down. And it's pretty cool out. The only problem is these mosquitoes. So if you hear any smacking oh, yeah. or any echoes of like clapping or whatever, that's us trying to smack the mosquitoes off us. But uh, yep. today we're going to talk about renewable energy. Riley actually came up with the idea to talk about this. So I'm going to let him give some background information. All right. Sure. Um, so earlier um, I was actually out on a hike with a uh, biology professor from OSU. Um, so that's Ohio State University. Um, as Thad and I are actually students at our uh, local branch campus of OSU. Um, so I was out there on a hike today with her and we kind of just kind of, or we started talking a little bit about, you know, it. Um, we actually had a uh, candidate, a political candidate for the Senate visit um, our campus recently just to talk about some things. And so that kind of just, or, and she talked about renewable energy sources and so um, we decided, well, you know, why don't we talk a little bit about it, uh, a little bit about it too? So then, um, that kind of, or that kind of spurred, uh, my idea for the podcast tonight. I was just like, well, why not bring that to the podcast as well? So anyways, uh, as you probably know, there, there are, um, some pretty obvious choices for alternative energy sources besides fossil fuels. You probably hear unplugged all the time, depending on where you are. Um, so, of course, you have solar, you have hydroelectric power, you have wind. Um, and then there's also a couple others, such as uh, nuclear fission, soon maybe hydrogen fuel cells, and maybe even in the future, uh, fusion power, if we can figure out how to keep that from exploding like a nuclear bomb. Um, <laughs> but anyways... Um, I guess just to kind of lay it out, um, we just had an idea, you know, we all, we all know that these are, you know, these are all well and good, but the biggest question, of course, is how do you even set them up? You know, what are the requirements, you know, what are the pros and cons of each? Um, what would work best for each area um, in terms of switching over to green energy sources or renewable, sustainable, whichever uh vocabulary you prefer. Um, so I guess we can start out with good old wind power because that's kind of a, a little bit of, or it's kind of relevant to Thad and I, uh, because not local, right? Yeah. So not too many dams around where we live, right? (laughs) Um, so yeah, so not, not too far from where we live. There's a, a, a wind farm. So a couple counties over, um, one County over, um, so I guess we can start with that. So first of all, there's a shit ton of them. Yep. <laughs> and they all blink simultaneously. They all have right. those lights so airplanes don't hit them. They all blink simultaneously and it's creepy if you're, you know, yeah. but yeah, if you're around at night and also, and of course, like that said, they take up a lot of space because there's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, they can be a little bit noisy, especially if it's very close to somebody's house. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually worries about migratory birds, believe it or not. 
um, when they fly by, they don't really see, you know, the the uh, turbines going. And so if you think you have a lot of birds trying to fly through a turbine that they're likely not to see, a turbine blade that they're likely not to see until it comes right down on top of their heads, um, so you can have a lot of deaths. Yeah. So, and that's that was actually something that would uh, that the biology professor I talked to was worried about just because, just because um, she's it, an ornithologist. Yeah, and it she would studies birds. mess up the yin and yang of the ecosystem. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so since she studies birds, she's like, you know, this is actually a, a big problem. Um, it's just, you know, hurting animals. And of course, it's, it's unavoidable to be killing birds with these turbines just because, you know, they're going to fly through no matter what. Probability-wise, it's going right. to happen. Exactly. It, but at the same time, you know, if you have, if you put the wind turbines in an area where a lot of birds come through, mm-hmm. then that's when it becomes a real big problem because, you know, you have a, you have a higher chance of taking a lot of them out yeah. um, with the blades. I'm not particularly fond of that. Yeah. It's not, not, <laughs> it's do not, not really cool to see a bunch of dead birds laying around on the ground. Right. It's like, oh, how did that happen? Oh, yeah, just yep. just look at the, you know, it's kind of like turbine. Kind of like cars and squirrels, right. you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, and I mean, it's just like, yeah, just like animals here all the time, you know, it, it's, it's unavoidable. It's going to happen eventually mm-hmm. just with how the dynamics of, you know, the ecosystem and our own transportation systems work. Yep. Um, so that's actually a big concern is that's one a lot of people miss i hear that a lot of the other ones like oh it gives people headaches or whatever yeah, right. never the never the birds right. it's interesting some people argue that it causes headaches because of this waves hmm. there's a there's a there's a light vibration oh i see that it gives All off right. and it causes yeah. headaches i don't know if it's true or not yeah. i've never heard anybody present any empirical study yeah that was on that I, yeah so yeah. it's hmm. I mean that that's interesting. Like if that would happen, and I don't, yeah. and yeah, and I guess if, if I had to, if I had to say, you know, what would cause the headaches is probably not so much the sound waves themselves coming through the vibrations, so much as it is, you know, you get tired of hearing the noise all day, and then you know, then it gives you a headache, and you know, mm-hmm. since it's so annoying, and then that's what would cause the. Mm-hmm. But I don't know it, if that's actually I, true. I, what I was told is I, if I remember correctly, it's the it's the vibration against hmm. supposedly. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess that's another con, but yeah. Um, let's look at the efficiency of wind turbines. I think you said sure. before we started. Oh yeah. What the efficiency um, was? Yeah. So I did just a quick Google search earlier just to kind of you know get myself prepared and everything, and mm-hmm. just so you know that way I'm not talking completely out of my ass. Right. Um. But anyways, um, apparently, according to my source, and you can take this with a grain of salt because the dude wasn't any scientist, but according to the statistics that he looked up, apparently the average output for um, wind turbines is um, around 30%. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so that's each turbine. They're only sitting around um, 30% efficiency which is why you need a lot of them to make up for the lack of power that you're getting for, from just one of them. So I hate to be cynical, but I wonder if that's by design. Yeah, Because, um, I mean, if you think about it, the more wind turbines you have... The, the more a, money the company... From the, from, the, from the point of view of the company, the more money you make, right, yeah, potentially. Right. right. But, yeah. Or the I, more real estate you own. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, if, the, if that were the case, then people would be getting in a, a lot of... A lot of trouble and 
So they would end up paying in the end, I would hope, at least. So it takes basically three wind turbines to, you know, yeah. equal one at full right. capacity. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, and, and that's also, you know, that's also just chalked up to, you know, the area or the area in which it's in. Right, because I guess know. maybe the 30% efficiency thing could be the wind. Right, exactly. It's not always the, yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's not just the, yeah, so I don't think it's just the, the turbines itself, but it could also just be, you know, okay, well, the wind doesn't blow all the time. Right. You know. Um, yeah, I feel kind of dumb now. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> well, no, 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 but it, at the same time, you know, it, I, with the motives of some energy companies and stuff in the past. Yeah, I'm sure there's some of that that goes on, but, you know, you got got bad apples everywhere. Right. And so, I guess, so then that's all the cons. And, of course, another big con is when you first set up these turbines, they're massive. Mm -hmm. And and so they cost a lot of money to put up. Mm -hmm. And so... And they're not as efficient as, you know... Fossil fuels yet, right? Which is the right. biggest problem with renewable resources, in my opinion, is making them more efficient and cheaper. Right, right. yeah. That's the main thing that's holding them back from being more accessible. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I agree with that. And and I guess the best way to do that would just be to continue on. Mm-hmm. You know, keep innovating. Exactly. Yep. Um. So just get. So it's just like good old <laughs> mosquito. Yeah. It's, it's just like good old. Uh. You know fossil fuels i mean it took us a long time to figure out how to make more efficient engines to get you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. power out of burning gasoline not only so, that you had to dig it up right exactly yeah how are we going to get it out of the ground yep. and you know and so the first oil wells were pretty crap compared to what we have today so right so yep all it takes is time um so anyways um and i believe that was pretty much all we had or that's all there is to wind power. I want to add one more thing to the windmills. Um, yeah. so people were saying that uh, I think I think this is off the wall, yeah. kind of crazy. Go ahead. But, uh, By all means. People were worried that the the windmills would be turned on and or like turned so fast that they would actually fall off the hinges. Oh. You know, <laughs> it would go like rotating off in the field and yeah. like slice through the town and kill a bunch of people <laughs> or whatever. You know. But yeah. I don't well, think that's they're they're engineered to uh, operate. Uh, to shut off, you know, after right. winds that reach 60 miles an hour, they shut off, I believe is oh, what it is. Huh. At least the ones around in our area. Hmm. I actually if I didn't know correctly, that. If I remember correctly. But yeah. I think it's 60 miles an hour. Yeah. That makes sense. 50 or 60. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I imagine they would have some sort of safeguard so that way they're yeah. not completely just going. Oh yeah. I'm sure that, the wall. I'm sure 95% of their time is keeping up on code, not actually right. designing the windmill and putting yeah. it up. Right. And so... Yeah, so lots of initial cost, but of course, in the end, if you have enough it's open an investment, land, it's like a stock, right? As I yeah. said and, before we started. Yeah, and I mean, some people even, you know, with the turbines that they have on their land now, they get paid money to just have it on their land. Right. Yep. That's so, one of my one of my dad's coworkers has. Yes, he, uh, he gets paid like. Actually, I'm not going to say how much. It's none of anybody's business, <laughs> but uh, I respect. It's that. a decent amount of money, um, yeah. considering that. He has a windmill in his backyard, so. right? <laughs> it's nothing he re- he can retire with, but you know it's worth right. Yeah, it's worth taking. Right, exactly. Back. Nice little bit of spending money on the side. Mm-hmm. So, so and I guess that that can uh, serve as a sort of a segue into our other sort of more obvious uh, alternative energy source, which is solar. Mm-hmm. Um, which Elon Musk is very very fond of. Hmm. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, he's got the company Solar City, right? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, one of the interesting things that he's also doing with solar panels is he wants to make it mainstream, you know, more mainstream than it already is. And he wants, he's obviously, he wants to make them more efficient. So mm -hmm. what he did, um, this actually happened like a year or two ago, is he, he created uh, how, roofing shingles with the solar, power, solar panel built into them. So each, hmm. each panel or each shingle, as it were, uh, is actually a solar panel. Hmm. And it connects That's into the inside of the house, you know, and you, you put, you know, and of course he has Tesla, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, he's a big hmm. proponent. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's and awesome. And he, this is off, kind of, it still goes along with it, but each shingle is made differently. So it's not, they're not all the same. Hmm. It's very funky. Interesting. It's funky yet cool. Hmm. So, would that mean like? Like they're the same color, color scheme and mm -hmm. everything, but each one, you know, is, because a little has a little mm -hmm. hitch in the creation oh, of it. Hmm, that's you know? interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what that would be about. Um, I don't know if that was on purpose or if that's just manufacturing hmm. error or yeah. what, but yeah. yeah. Or maybe hmm. I mean, I I almost um, wonder if maybe the purpose for that would be since you still have to get the the power transferred from the shingles then to the house, maybe they have to route um, the what the uh, wires through to actually you know take the power from the from be. the shingle uh, solar cell to the house. It could be I don't know, but I just think it's a really good idea to use the shingles as the solar panels yeah, instead of just awesome. having solar panels on the shingles. Yeah, I agree. And he also uh, he's setting up a pay. He's also is making them. He's gonna make them available as a payment plan, so you pay like twenty bucks a month. Hmm. Very cool. You know, yeah, so it's like bad. leasing a car. You lease. Solar panels. Hmm. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I'm, I would jump so, on board with that. Yep, and of hmm. course he's making uh, the Tesla charging stations free. You know, for anybody to use. Oh, and nice. Charge their Tesla cool. with, and he's uh, charging them using solar power from his company, Solar City. Hmm. So very cool. Last time I heard. So. Very very cool. If it's not true, confirm that. Just we have a Twitter account now. It's uh, just type in dorm room discussions. Our logo is the header or whatever. So uh, just let me know if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, please. Please don't be afraid to. Or if I'm, or if I'm right and you want to tell me I'm wrong anyway, that's cool too. I'm always <laughs> open to discussion. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I'll get mad, but yeah. <laughs> but you know, you just yeah. You know, just you know, type out a few comments and then move on with your life. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, then also another crazy idea I heard about with solar is. Um, putting the actual solar panels into roads. Like, actually, like... Having, having them go underneath panel. the city? Or, like, um, so, like, actually built into the roads, you'd have solar panels. So, and then you... Where would the power go, though, or how would they transfer the power? I imagine probably about the same way with the, the shingles um, on... Or, like, Elon So, Musk's have it shingles. in the reflectors in the, in the road? Yeah. Prob or, actually, no, just, like, the actual... Like road the actual road is a solar panel, mm -hmm. or or, or something or something along those lines. Yeah. Like there there'd be a certain portion of the road dedicated towards mm -hmm. putting solar panels in the ground or something. I think like that. I think the easiest thing would be to do with that was make it make the reflectors because you could put reflector hmm. tape around hmm. the solar panel and hmm. just have it where the reflectors normally would be, and then you take up less space. But that's considering that it's more efficient, right? But if you have a lot of them, you know, in a town or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. do, 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 you could power a lot. So. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But, but yeah, and it, and apparently I heard a little while ago that maybe you know having a road made out of solar panels probably wouldn't do very well. But 
apparently, I heard from somebody else recently that they that they're kind of finding a a uh, a way around that to kind of make it you know possible to actually put the solar panels in the road and also be able to drive on it at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, but kind of a off the wall idea, but yeah, could it makes work. sense though. It's one of those yeah. like weird but right feasible ideas right which i guess that goes into another thing of solar panel or solar panels to uh kind of go back on track um is you need a lot of area to put them up yeah you need a lot of solar panels <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you can't just have the one unfortunately but mm -hmm. but i guess a, a better thing um about it though is that you're able to take that power and actually store it in uh, capacitor banks. Mm -hmm. So, and actually like giant batteries. Right, and so, so you'd have a generator basically. Right, yeah, exactly. So like you have, you know, you get the solar power on the day, even though there's a lot of them, you know, if you have a big area, then you could store all the excess power to power everything overnight. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I guess that's a couple, a couple of pros, but at the same time, then it goes back to the the same thing of cost right you know, it costs a lot to put them up yeah and not many people put them up either there's not a lot of uh solar panel installers around right <laughs> at least not to my knowledge yeah right if, they, if there are they don't market worth a shit because i haven't heard of any of them yeah same <laughs> so yeah of course that's another uh another dynamic there is just it's hard <laughs> mm -hmm. it's hard to, it's it's hard to find somebody to put them up and it's going to cost a lot to put them up but in the end, of course, it's just like mm -hmm. it's just like good old wind power, you know. It it'll pay off in the end, you right? Know? And and as you go on, you know, throughout time, you know, as green energy starts picking picking up more and people create better and better solar panels and mm -hmm. you know everything, then eventually we'll be good to go. Right. <laughs> so I think one of the interesting things because I thought about this when I was in high school. Is what if you could have something charge itself? So, like a light, mm. for instance, would use the light rays that it gives off to charge itself and keep going. Mm. So uh, that would be nuts. Yeah, in other words, I don't think you could do that, but yeah. In other words, something like a perpetual motion machine, yeah. where you know it stays in, it stays in motion forever. Yeah, it would be like the, that power. water wheel, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. However, and I, that would be really cool. Yeah. But unfortunately, the problem is. <laughs> Um, there's, there's actually a, um, law of thermodynamics that prevents that. Damn. Um, I'm not as smart as I yeah. thought. <laughs> no, no, this was no I, yeah. that's a great, that's a great it's, idea yeah. though. Like if it, if it actually worked, you know, yeah. I mean, if it already worked, chances are it already be invented. Right. But, but, it, but at the same time, no, that, right. that would be like a really cool idea yeah. is that, you know, it's able to take up. You know, and I guess we could kind of approximate that by, you know, taking some of the light back in through, like, maybe little photoreceptors, mm -hmm. you know, on. Or, like, have a laptop charge itself by using the Blu-rays it gives off right. on the screen, hmm. you know, yeah, that'd like be that. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I, I'm i not sure how effective it would be, but that would be really cool mm -hmm. to have, you know, at least be able to pick back up some of the energy that you lose. Right. But, but in terms of... Um, of actually making like a perpetual motion machine or something that's able to absorb 100% of the energy that it takes back in, mm -hmm. there's actually something called the second law of thermodynamics. And don't quote me too much on this because I only understand it very in a very limited way. Mm -hmm. If you're a physics but, major, 
Twitter. Yeah, please. <laughs> but um, it's so what it deals with is it deals with entropy. So yeah, the yeah. natural. So this is more chemistry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So chemistry and also chemistry physics, physics and stuff as well. Again, yeah. Twitter, right? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> but yeah, but no. Overall, it has. To, yeah, you're right. It deals with chemistry. It deals with biology. It deals mm -hmm. with everything having to deal with energy. Mm -hmm. And so, pretty much, what it you know, pretty much its basic premise is you know each or is that the whole universe is going to try to level off into a more or less equal energy distribution. Mm. So. In other words, everything everything is going to try to level out, you know, so you're not going to have, eventually, you're not going to have concentrations of energy like we are, or like uh, stars, or anything like that. Eventually, the universe is supposed to have what's called the heat death, um, and it's eventually just going to settle down into a more or less uniform distribution of energy. No particles. Oh, God. Yeah, no particles. No stars, not even a black hole, apparent because apparently those are supposed to. Even though you know they're supposed to trap everything, so everything can't return. Apparently, there's another thing uh, that's crazy about them within physics called Hawking radiation, where they actually give off some or some of the energy or what is it, or in the form of information or something like that, um, back into the universe. So. Even though we, you know, we've always been taught that black holes are just, mm -hmm. you know, That's like a little stuff goes in there. Yeah. yeah, stuff goes in there. It never comes back. Mm -hmm. Apparently, there's a nice little quirk within, you know, quantum physics, or I can't remember whether it's quantum physics or uh, whatever. Some yeah, something that's they, like they way actually above my IQ. Right, same. <laughs> and so apparently, stuff actually radiates back out. Um, so and so they're kind of leaky. In, in, in other words, mm -hmm. um, but eventually even those are going to quote unquote evaporate, God. and the universe is just going to be one nice little uniform, you know, distribution of energy with no particles, no nothing. Well, I hope just they're wrong energy. about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It, maybe we'll fi we'll figure it out. You know, our our interpretation of the universe has changed so much over the years where it's just like, you know, it it might change. Yeah. But anyways. To go back to the second law of thermodynamics, that's pretty much what it states: is that you know that every every system or every system that's not closed, an open system, will tend towards entropy. You know, lose it. That which is why you know with our with everything that we do, we lose more. You know, even or we're releasing energy mm -hmm. more than we are storing it, and right. and there's more actual like exothermic reactions in chemistry where you know energy is released rather than and a less and a fewer number of endothermic reactions that actually absorb energy mm -hmm. so so if you had 99.9 percent .9%, you would event it would eventually die yeah it'd right. have to be exactly 100 percent. exactly yeah so eventually you know but anyway so unfortunately yeah when it comes to perpetual motions and machines and stuff like that underneath our current understanding of physics it's impossible but so i guess that was a nice little tangent away yeah from i just <laughs> had to get that off my chest yeah no but no I, that's it's the concept awesome is idea. really the concept is really neat but like yeah, you said but apparently it won't work <laughs> which is sad and i wish it did yeah. because then all of our energy problems would be solved mm -hmm. <laughs> but so i guess to kind of segue off of that tangent um, 
We'll talk about some high quality H two O. Yeah, some good old H two O. Some uh, <laughs> so kind of chemistry related. So hydroelectric power. Yeah, pretty obvious. Um, the Hoover Dam. Yep. So God lots damn. of water. <laughs> God damn, that's a nice <laughs> dam. Damn. Uh, <laughs> but um, so yeah, um, hydroelectric. Pretty obvious. You need a nice big moving water source, rivers, um, just pretty much any place where water is flowing in one direction. <laughs> yep, um, it's pretty simple. Yep, you run it. Monkeys through can do it. <laughs> yeah, run it through water wheels, turbines, whatever you have to do, and boom, power. Um, but of course, very restricted. You know, and you know, for what you can get from hydroelectric power, you can get a lot. And there's actually some mm-hmm. places around the world which actually have an energy surplus from hydroelectric power, and they're able to sell that off to other places um, and make a little bit of money off of it. Um, but overall, um, very limited because, well, there's not too many good places to build dams. Not around here. Right. Yeah, at least, yeah. Unless you want to build, like, little mini dinky ones. <laughs> and yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting to see. Why the hell did you even build that? Well, yeah. Yeah, you probably, yeah, go ahead. What, when do you, where do you see renewable energy going within the next 50 years? Do you see it replacing oil and things like that nature? Because um, I know you're a big proponent of global warming yep, and environment, I, and, I the environment and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and... and I'm half in, half out. Right. I don't know yeah. Yet. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I believe in the science. Um, you know, so the consensus of you know climate scientists that say yes, this is human caused. You know, this is, well, human caused isn't the right word. It's human mediated, or in other words, it's we've added to it. Yeah, we've added to it. We've we've tipped the balance of the system enough to where we're putting in more CO two than the Earth itself can take out naturally so of course that's you know going to cause a whole bunch of you know positive feedback effects Mm -hmm. and it'll just keep going and going unless we change but anyways that's besides the point back to your question where do i think that renewable energy is going in do i think it um do i think it's going to replace or what would be necessary for that to happen um no no i yeah but no that's or both questions are good um in terms of it com- or of renewable energy completely replacing oil and stuff within the next fifty years or so, I don't see that happening. You think it's more? It's do you think it's gonna be longer? Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, just because you know the pace, and you know I hate to sound pessimistic, and you know start pointing the pointing the blame. We aren't people, very but, quick to adapt from one right, thing to another, exactly, especially when we rely right. upon oil as much exactly, as we do. Exactly, right. And, and so, it, yeah, it's, you know, it's already an established, you know, system of using fossil fuels and stuff. And, huh. <laughs> um, and so, I totally, you know, I totally understand that, yeah, I, I can understand why people would be very um, hesitant to switch over from um, oil and stuff just because it's cheap. You know, there's still. It's more efficient. It, yeah, right. It, as it's of right now. yeah, right. It, as of right now, just because we don't have a lot of the systems in place that we should, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, in order to use the other forms of power, yeah, it, it's it's more expensive. It, it can be more expensive to use um, alternate alternative forms of energy depending on where you live. Um, but and just because of you know most of most of everything in the world relies upon fossil fuels right now. Mm -hmm. it's a, so it's, it's a it's one of the only things that. Um, every nation has in common. Pretty right, much. exactly. And like so, there's not a nation that you can look at that is just 100% solar Exactly, power. right. And, and so, and I mean, you know, until we figure out better ways, yeah, fossil fuels are definitely not going to go away 100%. Right. And so, and I mean, it was, it was the same way actually when we made the transition to fossil fuels mm -hmm. from using, you know, more primitive forms of right. wind power and stuff right. like that. It didn't, you know, those forms of power that we had before didn't disappear completely at mm -hmm. first but eventually over time as things became cheaper and you know mm -hmm. it be, you know we figured out better new and better ways of doing it right um then eventually that was all phased out because you know i i can't tell you a single person today who uses a steam engine anymore um no, not <laughs> unless they absolutely wanted to for the specific reason of just using the steam engine because it represents the specific time period right exactly like a yeah. historical purpose they're not using it because it gives them a, an advantage compared to other right cool power yeah. trains yeah whatever, they're just they're right they're using it for the sake of hey nostalgia I'm, yeah exactly and so yes it, within the next 50 years i imagine we'll have yeah. i see that will it'll definitely be like an consideration for sure right yeah i think that we'll we'll definitely be seeing a big transition um so within 50 years i think yeah we'll be in the middle of that transition mm -hmm. um it might take another 50 after that to get all the way off fossil fuels right. but the thing is is that we have to get it done soon right. relatively soon you know in terms of you know human lifespan speaking we have to get it done mm -hmm. because eventually those fossil fuels are going to run out right it's going to run out yeah give it another I'm not sure when yeah it, there's there i've seen estimates that run run from the next 40 years all the way up until or all the way up until a couple centuries but the point is is that because there's a, a positive feedback loop that happens, you know, where it's just like setting off a, you know, a thing of dominoes or, you know, just because there is that and because the fuels are going to run out eventually, we don't have a choice. If we want to move, if we want to still have civilization at the level that we do now, mm -hmm. plus some, because, you know... To carry it on to the next generation. Exactly. Right. You know, and just because population's still rising, yeah, we need we need to get our asses in gear and start doing more than we already are. Mm -hmm. But Regardless of if global warming exists. Right, not, exactly. I think, I think it's advantageous to... Exactly. Put your eggs in more than one basket as far right, as exactly. energy goes. Yeah, know? exactly. And I mean, you know... Regardless of if how... Whatever your moral standing is on that, on global right, warming, yeah. I feel like it's... The more the merrier. The yeah, more energy right. we can utilize, the better. Yeah, the better. Honestly. Yeah, because it, yeah, because yeah, we have we still have an expanding civilization today. Mm -hmm. Population keeps rising and rising and rising. Mm -hmm. And on current it on current expected trends, we're supposed to be seeing a leveling off of population in twenty one hundred, and that population is going to be eleven billion people. Really, I thought it was supposed to be. 
50 billion or 50? 20 billion. I don't know. I it, it was supposed it to be, be up to 20 billion by 2020 or something. Uh, or 2050, I don't I mean. know. 20 billion by 2050. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You're probably right. You that, probably because this was when I was in like eighth grade. Yeah. So. Well, and I mean, you know, and it's it's really hard to. Yeah, it, it's hard to say that. You're basically right. trying to make a mathematical equation based on how often people have sex. Right. It, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, and so it's it's all about you know, it's there's that's why there's always that caveat thrown in of you know if current trends persist right or continue mm-hmm. then that's what we'll be seeing but of yeah. course they could be off you know there's always a margin of error we're only so good mm-hmm. at you know making measurements mm-hmm. and so but you know if we're going to have a population like that 20 billion 11 billion whatever by whatever time a lot more than we have now right you know we're talking 4 billion more than we have now right or it, you know, if your estimate actually turns out to be right, you know, we're going to have thirteen billion more mm-hmm. than we do now. And half the time that you said, right? Exactly. <laughs> so you know, we have to get moving, and we have to find other forms of energy and start putting our eggs in more in more than one basket, like you said, you know. And and if you whether and right whether you're you know believe that climate change is happening yeah. or not, human mediated, excuse me. Uh, human-mediated climate change is happening or not. Yeah, I mean, it's growth of society, for God's sake. Right, like, we have to. stick with the same thing? Exactly, and we, and we have to move on because, yeah, it, once those fossil fuels are out, they're done. And, and mm-hmm. you know, they and yes, it's technically renewable in the sense that, you know, eventually, as time goes on, the those... It reserves, takes millions of years. Though, right, exactly. Sakes. It is going to take millions of years for those... Or for new forms of, or for new, you know, pockets of fossil fuels to be created, mm-hmm. because believe it or not, you know, everybody always has that stereotypical idea of, you know, that the oil and coal and stuff that we're using now is the fossils of dinosaurs that have been compressed. It's plants, right? It's plants. Yeah, exactly. It's plants from millions of years before the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So if that, you know, if that doesn't give you an idea of what you, you know, of the amount of time that it takes and I would to imagine get it takes, back. I would imagine it takes longer to make coal out of a dinosaur than oh, yeah. a plant. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. And yeah, it, you're right because, you know, and eventually over time, you know, things will get com- compressed down. But, you know, it's just, it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And so you need other forms of energy. And, you know, everybody always rails against it. Well, you know, oh, well, it's not cost efficient. Oh, you know, there's these dangerous it's cost e- it's, it's cost efficient just in the long term. Right, sure. exactly. But everybody's always worried about the short term. So, right. but anyways, to, to bring it back around to, the, you know, to your questions, you know, I see a transition. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think we're going to be completely done with fossil fuels, but I think the best idea is, you know, mm-hmm. get moving now, mm-hmm. start making the transition now, because you can't be of the mindset that, oh, we're just going to stop using fossil fuels once it runs out. Well, if you have that mindset, that's all you're going to be using is fossil fuels. And then the day that they run out, civilization as we know it is over. Yep, so that's, yeah, if we're not transitioned. Right, exactly. So... Mm-hmm. And I mean, and even if you don't believe that we're changing the climate, you know, if there's still it's, other, it, there's it's, still it's other beneficial regardless right. of well, how you see and there's, the world. And there's even other physical effects on the environment that you can see 
killing bugs, or, sorry, yeah, well, yeah, killing bugs, killing all sorts of species, you know, you see the pictures of, you know, animals in the ocean who, um, sorry, there's a big spider. No, oh, is there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. That's two of them. Yep, that would be. That's a fast spider. That would be, that uh, our local spiders, since our uh, farmers are taking stuff off the fields, but overall, yes. Um, we got to make that transition because, you know, there are still physical effects that you can even see on animals, whether you believe that we're heating the atmosphere or not, mm -hmm. st that still doesn't change the fact that, you know, from these toxic fuels I mean, getting you don't even have to go as far as animals, go as far as cities. Right. I mean, there, I think, I believe, I think it was in Dr. Green's class. Hmm. Um, I think it was his class. <sighs> I think he said that... Um, based on the pol the amount of pollution in certain cities, they tested people's memory, mm -hmm. and they said the higher the pollution, there was a higher correlation of uh, decreased memory, memory really? long term and short term huh. memory, based on the amount of pollution that day. Hmm. Yeah, which yeah that so hmm. it's a it, it's there yeah. like yeah. the evidence is there. It affects people. The question is, is it is it causing the greenhouse effect that it? is saying but like there's tangible empir empirical evidence that shows that yeah that's the fumes you know they stick around and they yeah. have an effect on people right you know? so yeah so whether you believe in climate change or not it's affecting people you know it when we have an oil spill you know you see what happens with that you know with the mm -hmm. gulf oil spill back in 2010 that you know it killed tons of animals because it's toxic right. and so you see all those washing up on the beach. And, that, and even though this isn't directly related to fossil fuels, I'll bring up another example of what human activity can do. This year, we've been having a lot of sea animals dying off the coast of Florida. And oh, yeah. Washing up the, on the beaches. Of the red red tide, algae. Red mm -hmm. tide, yeah. Do you know why all that algae started growing and blooming? Uh, no, I don't. I just know it was bad. It's not good. Yeah. Because farmers... We're dumping it. We're dumping nitrogen or nitrogen rich waste from their you know, their fields. activities on the farm yeah, from their so fields into the water supplies. Yeah. We're dumping all that in that and so that got into the water supply, which Eesh. flowed into the rivers, Yuck. which flowed down into the ocean. Right. And then nitrogen okay. is very important for lots of forms of plant life and everything, mm -hmm. including those so it just bacteria. Like a yeah, so because they had you know more nu more nutrients to work with mm -hmm. and a lot more nitrogen to fix, that caused the blooms, or you know at least helped you know spur its growth a lot, mm -hmm. which then causes sea animals to die and to wash up on shore. So if that's not enough proof for folks, go look it up. Yeah. You know. Go see, go see the physical effects. So even if you don't believe that humans can can heat and cool the earth, yeah, that still doesn't mean that we can't have that an impact on the world in another way. Right. That doesn't mean we're not responsible for other things. So, so on another, that bombshell, <laughs> another thing too: legislation needs to be changed. Yeah. Powers. Trump yeah. the EPA. No. What do you mean? Because he's letting he's pretty laissez faire. Oh, because I see. Laissez faire what you mean. Yeah. when it comes to the EPA, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, so. putting putting that Pruitt he's guy a, in or whatever his name is. That which I can see his strategy. He's trying to he's trying to uh, 
jet launch the economy a little bit, you know, right. while he's and, in office. So yeah, I can, I, I can see it, but at the same time, it's kind of yeah, it's like risky. Dude, yeah, and and I mean, cool, you know, and and that's the thing, you know, I think that. But that's a conservative for you, right? Well, and I mean, I'm all for. You know, Economic having jobs. I'm, yeah, I'm all for making things advantageous mm -hmm. to companies. There would be more jobs if solar panels. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But you know, so the thing is, is that yeah, there are a lot. Of, there are a lot of regulations mm -hmm. on industry, and for a lot of good reasons. And I'm not saying that you should regulate the hell out of everything. Right. You know, like a lot of people seem to think, oh, there's too many. Well, some of those regulations that are being cut, even though they don't seem like they're necessary, mm -hmm. a lot of them, you know, are to cap emissions, you know, from the CO2. Right. You know, and, and like you said, whether you believe in climate change or not, if that, if that shit gets loose in cities, like you said, there's apparently a correlation, you know, where the, the more... Pollution you know, on that day, yeah. less the decrease. Yeah, you have you have worse memory in people, right. and all that shit. Mm. And so it's just like they're they're in they're in place for good reason. Yeah, you know, and it's not to say that you should you know you should regulate regulate regulate, you know, and make it hard for companies to make money because then that mm. doesn't help a capitalist economy. You're exactly right. right. And so, you know, it's just supposed it's a, it's to be a, finding that balance. Yeah, it's a balance. So, but yeah. You know, but the wonton, you know, going around, oh, hey, we're going to slash regulations here, we're going to slash regulations there just because, oh, everything's too regulated. No, that's not sound logic. You know, that's just like, that's just the same as going the other way, saying, oh, everything's not regulated enough, so we're going to put regulations here, we're going to put regulations there, and then that does nobody any good. But to kind of circle back around, yeah, you're, you know, yeah, I... I won't lie. I don't agree with the person that Trump had in, you know, had in the, you know, in charge of the EPA. Even though I think he's gone now and has been replaced by his deputy director. Right. I think the legislation's still in place, though. Yeah, it's it, fairly, it, it it's is. Fairly and so, fair. and so, and I mean, so. you know, it's it's all about finding that balance. And I understand. You know, we need to have a, a you know. A productive economy mm -hmm. we can't just regulate everything but at the same time you know if you know it needs to go just beyond you know knee-jerk reflex of take regulation off and then once the next president comes in put regulation back yeah that's so, the way it seems to be going it seems to be binary either right. we have a bunch or we have yeah right you know there's and so that get away from it as much as possible right so but yeah, to to kind of circle that back around to the alternative energy, yeah, um, I, I'm or that's pretty much all all I can say is that yeah, I do see a transition, mm. and it's not going to be complete over the next fifty years. But I I sure hope that we get our asses mm -hmm. in gear and start doing more. It's kind of like teaching a kid to ride a bike without training wheels. Yeah, it's like just start out nice and easy, and then you finally get the training wheels right, off. Exactly. Yeah, you know. So as we ha as we have more innovation. As we have, you know, current methods get cheaper, mm -hmm. you know. And once investors are finally at the point where they want to invest in something that right. they actually make a decent return on, right. also known as solar power and things like that, right. then we'll start, it'll start to pick up. Right. But until it gets to that standpoint where it's more efficient and, you right. know, more beneficial to invest in than right. oil and things like that, yep. then it's not going to happen yep. as but quick. Yep. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, you're right. It's, 
it's going to be slow moving at first just because there's not going to be a lot of people who are going to want to put a lot of money in. But the, the problem is is that we need to put the money in, whether mm -hmm. people like it or not. Because mm -hmm. no matter what you believe mm -hmm. about climate change, we got to do it. Because the yeah. fuels are going to run out anyway. It's it's more it's it's in my opinion it's there's really nothing too too bad about alternative energy. Yeah, right. It's just really you know. But yeah, I think that's all we got to say about that. Um, unless Riles has something else to add. Not really. Um, I mean, besides that, in terms of other forms of alternative energy, you have hydrogen fuel cells. And oh, that's maybe, right. We still have to talk about that. Yep. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. But um, there's not really too much to say about those. I mean, it's just you know, mm -hmm. we can get the the hydrogen, but it's very expensive to do so, and um, you have to keep it under high pressure if you want to use it. Yeah, it's more surgical than right. You know, like it seems more surgical. You know, careful right. planning and stuff like that. Right. So and so. It would be good. It's supposed to. The only waste products it's supposed to have are um, water vapor and, and heat, and those that's just it. dissipate. So, <laughs> but but then overall, that's pretty much. You know, that's pretty much it. Fission power. You know, nuclear. Mm -hmm. I think nuclear is going to be the uh, up and coming one. I think it'll be here temporarily, though. Yeah, I bet it you won't, it won't be as potent as oil yeah but it could be but yeah it could be a good stopgap um mm -hmm. but of course problems with that the stuff you put in is radioactive the stuff you get out is radioactive and then what do you do with it <laughs> yeah you sit it in a you sit it in pools of water and yep. just let it radiate off heat and then that water just sits there and radiates heat and radioactive shit for you know until time life runs out yep and that could be a very long time yeah but Lots of good power you can get from it, as long as you keep the reactor from melting down. Mm -hmm. Japan, I'm or keep you. it from getting blown up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By whatever you know, right? And then there's fusion. Mm. Um, so we don't have fusion much yet. Uh, I've never even heard of it until you yeah. mentioned it today. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's much more of a science fiction thing, you know, science fiction staple. But gotcha. so it's, it's, in, still, it's in literature then, in yeah, other words. Yeah, but there's still but some still, work being done. It's still tangible mm -hmm. to right. Like yeah, there's some work being done. Um, apparently, I guess Lockheed Martin. If I or fact check me if I'm wrong, but um, it's an airplane company. Yeah, um, but they're apparently supposed to be building a uh, a uh, prototype fusion reactor in a few years to see if it'll work. So, but so pretty much the idea is, is instead of splitting atoms apart like we do with current fusion or current nuclear power, mm -hmm. you're putting mm -hmm. atoms together. You're making Money. them heavier. Mm. Um, so, pretty much the idea behind that is is that you know it it costs it takes more energy for it to start up, but once you get it there, it releases a whole bunch more energy than we could ever hope to gain from anything else and you know and if we could you know create a sustained fusion reaction then that could power our civilization forever technically holy crap so but and of course the problem that would come from that is that you know you keep instead of you know getting you know radioactive waste which it still would be a little bit i am i would imagine because it's still a form of nuclear power um 
you have a lot of heavy elements that you got to figure out what the hell to do with after you're done fusing it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but the, I mean, it's clean. And as long as you can keep, you know, as long as you can have a place to get rid of whatever elements you're done fusing, I mean, the possibilities are, you know, endless with that. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Clean gives you a whole bunch more energy, but problem is is that we can't keep a stable reaction right now um, because we actually do have an application of fusion um, right now, but it's a runaway fusion reaction, not a stable fusion reaction, and that is a hydrogen bomb. And we can't so, cont- we don't know how to control that yet. Right, exactly. So the only the only thing that we know of what to do with fusion right now or that we're at least able to do is blow things up. Because gotcha. that's what we're good at. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what we humans are good at. Yeah. Um, if only Einstein was still around. Yeah, that would be awesome. He could probably... He only gave us half of what he wanted. Probably. <laughs> probably. I feel like he still had the other half out yep. there. So, overall, fusion could be the, the solution to all our problems if we can figure out how to you know, stabilize the reaction. And then we'd have to deal with the situation of, okay... One country has a fusion reactor. They're the one who has all the say-so, and then you can guarantee that, you know, the rest of the world's not going to be happy. Because, oh, hey, one country or has access to pretty much a limitless form of energy, and we don't. Mm-hmm. So then people are going to get on us for, like, oh, hey, you know, you should share that with the world. And then, of course, I can imagine some people are going to say, no, we should yeah. keep it to ourselves, and then that could be a problem. But... Mm-hmm. If we somehow manage to overcome that, sky's the limit. Yep. So, but overall, that's pretty much it for alternative energy forms. Yeah, <laughs> interesting stuff. So, um, so we're gonna end it here today, guys. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you like, don't like. Um, the YouTube is in the works, and we're looking at getting. Um, Holy moly. Thanks, folks. That truck was loud. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, We're looking at getting some professors on here, hopefully, from our college. So look out for that. Like I said, the YouTube channel's in the works. The Twitter is at Discussions Room. Um, If you want to let us us know what's going on with you or anything else. All right. Yep. So thanks for stopping by and see you again in the next one. Yep. See ya.